16 game unbeaten run is ended as the addicts romp home in front of a packed valley 26,000 were in attendance but just one of them needs to make a decision now welcome to Charlton Live Good evening and welcome to Charlton Live. I hope you're well. My name is Louis Mendes. On this week's pod, we'll be looking back at that quite outstanding 2-0 victory over the league leaders at the Valley yesterday in front of an absolutely packed house. Uh, 26,000 uh, well, tickets sold on paper and uh, yeah, everyone there saw a really excellent uh, display. So uh, joining me to do that, to look back at it first up, Mr. Benji Clark. How did Ben? That's a silly question, mate. How am I doing? I'm amazing after yesterday. Oh, top of the world. Top of the world. Wow, he's buzzing for it. Buzzing for it. It's what we like to hear. And also join us, uh, a man who wasn't even there, Tom Wallin. How are you doing, Tom? Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. Excited yeah. to have missed it, but uh, yeah, all good. Excellent stuff. Well, we, uh, we'll be looking back at that game. We'll hear the highlights of it uh, very shortly. Of course, we're going to hear from the man of the moment, Johnny Jackson, the man who really should be uh, the full-time uh, employee at the moment, uh, but he isn't yet. Uh, we're going to try and just work out why, really. Uh, we're also going to hear from Sean Clare, another man uh, who had a very good game yesterday. So we've got your tweets and emails to come to uh, as well. So, I mean, Ben, before we hear those highlights, um, it was just another excellent performance under Johnny Jackson. You know, league leaders, unbeaten since the opening day of the season, Plymouth, um, free scoring, I think second highest scorers, third meanest defence in the division, came to the Valley, and we made them look absolutely ordinary. We did, mate. We should have won by more in the end of the day, but I'll take that all day. I think I said before the game, I'll take a draw. But, wow, from the first whistle, we were on top. DJ caused them all sorts of problems. We pressed them high. Dobbo had that early chance. We shot just across goal. Probably should have done better, but that just showed our, our class throughout the game. We just nullified their threats, uh, were fully on top and fully deserved a win. I, I personally thought that was our best performance under Jacko so far, best performance of the season. And it just all felt a bit surreal, actually, because you're just begging that we put on such a good performance in in, a, in front of a big crowd and Sandgard's obviously back over from the States, so... Jacko's first game in front of him and for Sandgard to see such a big atmosphere um, and put on such a good performance in front of the league leaders, as you said, they haven't lost a game since the first game of the season. It just felt so good. Um, atmosphere felt so good and the players were just non-stop. That energy levels uh, were just superb all over the pitch and yeah, what a time at the moment to be a to be a fan. It just feels so good. The vibe around the place, and long may that continue. 
What what possibly now must Johnny still have to do in order to secure? I don't know. Even until the end of the season, get get something down on paper and just end any speculation, you know, and 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 give give Johnny the the job that his his hard work has, has deserved over the last few weeks, Tom. I don't think there is anything more he can do. Um, I said on Twitter in the week. I, I understand Sangard's uh, patience in wanting to make the right call, but there is there is only one right call now. Um, and again, I, if I go back to what I said on Twitter, it is it is a hard decision in some ways because if you make somebody a manager, you accept the the fact that at some point they will no longer be manager because of the nature of the game. And obviously, with the the relationship he has with this club, the idea that at some point he won't be associated with the club anymore is obviously not not a nice one to think about. But that could be way, way, way down the line. And he's already, despite what Sangard thinks, there's no way he's going to stay as assistant manager if he doesn't get the job, I, I wouldn't think. Obviously, I, don't, I haven't spoken to him, but I suspect that's the case. So you have to look at it and think, you've, there's, there is only one decision now. Jacko has made that decision very easy for him, in my opinion all the results. I know I haven't seen a lot of the games, but I was at the Rotherham game um, and I've seen the, the highlights and bits on the ones that unfortunately I've missed when I've been away, but the, the performances have improved, the atmosphere has improved. He's ticked every single box and if this was a job interview, you'd be you'd be handing that contract over at, you know, the minute the interview finishes. So, yeah, I hope that he's not going to going to take too much longer because, you know, Jacko can, can say what he says about just doing his job, but at some point, this is going to bother him. It might already be bothering him. You know, he's done his audition. He's proven what he can do. Uh, and I think he's shown in enough games now that this isn't just a, you know, a flash in the pan or a bit of good luck. This is a man who knows what he's doing and knows what this club is can be. Uh, so for me, yeah, he, he needs to announce it soon and, and hopefully he will do. Right, it was one of those special special days in SC7. Let's have a listen to the highlights from Charlton TV. Your commentators uh, were Steve Brown alongside Greg Stubbley and Terry Smith. Every Charlton player in the box comes in. Nobody can get there. Taking a deflection. And I'm absolutely certain the Plymouth man knew nothing about that He'll whatsoever. Run, but that's great feet from Jai Simeon. Gets the ball in as well. Perrington arriving. Couldn't quite make contact. Gilby manages to retrieve the ball, tries to get it across, but uh, straight in the end to Cooper. The touch we couldn't see from mm. our position up here. But uh, great work from Dobson to intercept the ball coming out. He's got a shooting possibility, but drags it wide of the posts. Washington will look at him, but I'm not sure that Dobson had the angle to find him. Lee preparing to take the corner, 17 minutes gone, still nil-nil here at the Valley as Lee delivers it in. Gilby with a header and it's come off of... Uh, trying to, was that Kamara it came off? He managed to find space beyond Kamara, got his head there, but it hit Kamara and went away for another corner. Yeah, and that was well worked. Lovely delivery for me. He retrieved by Davison. He's got Dobson behind him. Dobson. Op- option to cross the ball. Does this a lovely cross in. Clears the hard least there at the far post. It's hit the post. And it's hit the post and away for a goal kick. Yeah, I think that's hit the forward post. Looking for Hardy. He's made a great run. Untrapped Hardy. It's good save from McGilvery. Ball comes down and out. The charm penalty area. Yes, he switched the player across, but there is the end. 45 minutes here at the Valley at half-time and it's Cholton nil, Plymouth nil. It's down, Pierce gets there first and will need to do so again and does well initially and pokes the ball forward and Lee can bring it forward for Cholton. It's got Davison to his right, lays it off for Davison, cuts inside, Davison with the shot. It goes wide, a good opening to the second Lee goes short to Dobson. Dobson drives it towards the far post. He'll come down to Perrington with the shot! to 60 minutes yeah well I'm going to be a bit critical of Cooper the Plymouth goalkeeper that's gone underneath him he shouldn't let that in his near side but I'm also going to give Perrington an awful amount of credit he recognises not to go into the group that's going up for the header he lets Davison take two or three defenders with him and he knows there's a chance that they're all going to miss it and he just backs away from everybody he backs away he bounces he's a very good first touch on his chest and he drives it low and hard on that left hand side but I still think Cooper should do better at his near post than that but credit to Perrington for recognising that he wasn't probably going to win a header and backing away from it and letting the ball come to him Lee. he's got Perrington to his left Lee bringing the ball forward cuts his side still with it Elliot Lee goes down comes to Perrington across Davison now Washington oh, for the bar 
I'll tell you what, I know Jaya Simi started the game expertly, but Elliot Lee is having the game of his the ball life. behind to Grant, across the face of the goal, Perrington almost sets it up for Plymouth, but Lee then rescues the situation and finds Washington on the left-hand side in space. Gilby making huge amount of room on the left-hand side, on the right-hand side, but Washington goes cross, finds Gilby, can he finish? No, saved away by Cooper. That's a magnificent save, if it is a save, I thought it was a, a, a looked like a block, but whoever got the block off, whether it's a keeper or a defender, that's a magnificent save and has kept Plymouth in the game, what a wonderful counter It's Corey Blackett-Taylor now, goes backwards to Gillespie, who sends it in towards the box, Famo is there, heads it away, can Lee pick it up? Yes he can, ahead of Kamara, now sends Washington on that right-hand side, he's in space, Washington, into the area he goes, can he drill it home? Yes he can! Oh, Connor Washington! But Connor Washington drills it home. Let me tell you, you will not see me shout too many times like that. But that ball out from Elliot Lee as it bounces to him, to have the awareness of where Washington's run is, to then pull off technically the half volley with the accuracy and the weight of pace into Washington's path is a 10 out of 10 ball. Then Washington's composure to take the first touch inside, then back out. Look at this ball. Look at that. You don't see many of them to the pound in League One. Washington just composing himself and letting the ball run across his body far enough so that it opens up that far corner. Don't watch the eyes, Cooper. Bang, right across in the far corner. Two the use of the ball from Burstow. Goes past his man, Gillespie, into Elliot Lee. And that is the final whistle. What a performance from the Addicts in front of a packed house here. Every charm player almost takes a huge suck-up of air and deep breaths. They know what effort they put in. The crowd know what effort they put in. Absolutely wonderful stuff. The 2-0 win. Uh, that ends Plymouth's 16-game unbeaten run. Obviously, stretches are unbeaten run in the league under Jackson as well. Five games, uh, 13 points from a possible uh, 15. We've kept four clean sheets in that time as well. And don't forget, we'd only kept two clean sheets in 13 uh, before that. So it, it was, it, it's, a, it, it's a remarkable turnaround, Ben. Um, we we can't get away from the fact that I think, you know, I I understand any hesitancy from well, uh, some you know, some fans. What I don't know, they what they want. No, maybe I don't understand it. They want to just how long? Do, how long does this period go on before the, the you, you lose doubts and 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 you just have to give him the job? Like I, I understand being scared. I say that I understand that because we've hired managers before and it's gone wrong, but. If you'd never hire a manager again, because at some point it's going to go wrong, then what are you going to do? You're never going to have another manager. J- Jacko has surely done enough now. The team are playing for him. The fans are behind him. The results are ex- excellent. Promotion form, but you know, promotion form under Jackson. What more? What more does he need to do? And uh, to be honest, like, just give him a contract now. Well, yeah, mate, I agree. He's just turned round the hot. We were on our knees, really. I mean, we were staring. We actually thought we might get relegated. The performances were so bad. The team looked like they hadn't played together. Uh, There was just no cohesion in our play. The players didn't look like they wanted to be there some of the time. They just weren't trying for the manager. It was just, it was horrible to go down the valley. I mean, I remember the Accrington game, the final game. It just, ugh. I just didn't even feel like coming out of the pub to go down to the game. And the atmosphere was empty in the pubs and walking down there for that. And it's just <clears throat> totally revitalised it all. It's not just the results, it's the performances. It's watching the dressing room videos afterwards and seeing the players all come together. And the videos yesterday, the club put up of like the injured players are in there. The players that aren't even in the match day squad are in there. There's a whole unity about it. He's just changed it all. And this isn't a manager that has come along and gone, all right, I'll just fill the gap for a while. And if I fancy it, and if you fancy me, I might do it. He's standing outside the dressing room before games, hugging every player just to get his point across and feel that bond. He's got everyone involved in what he's doing. And it just... As said earlier, the vibe around it just feels so good. Of course, it feels a bit like our heads ruling over our... No, sorry, our hearts ruling over our head because it is a club legend, because it is Johnny Jackson who has given us so many good moments as a fan. But 
come on, you look at the wider football world and all these pundits out there are, are saying, how has he not got a job at the moment? He's he's beaten the top teams in this league. He's he's drew against Rotherham as well at home. And he's when we've played a smaller team like uh, Doncaster, we've wiped the floor with them as well. He's just changed it all completely in a short space of time. And as much as, yeah, he's a club legend, so of course we're going to be calling for him. It just, why wouldn't you? It just seems crazy at the moment. But mm. look, I understand it is a big decision to make because, as you said earlier, this manager, you don't want to keep chopping and change with a manager. And maybe he's waiting for a loss to see how he recovers from a loss or a bad result. But oh, it just seems crazy. He's not got it at the moment. Yeah, I mean, can you understand any hesitancy, um, Tom? I mean... I think it's wise to keep your options open, especially when we're at the start of a, a caretaker period, because we didn't know how it was going to go under Jack. Obviously, we all hoped it would go the way it has, and, and you do keep your options open. Um, but, I mean, at, at some point, there, you'd have to accept that it'd literally be impossible for someone to come in and do better than Jacko because he's picking up points left, right and centre. Yeah, and yes, I... I... I did understand the hesitancy or not so much the hesitancy. I understand it that he wanted to, to see what was out there and to make the right decision. And of course you want to get that right. But as I said earlier, I don't know what more he can do now. And I think Benji's point might be right. Maybe he's been waiting like with the loss that Benji just said, maybe he's been waiting to see all the different scenarios, but we've gone up to Sunderland away from home, big side, big team, big stadium, beating them. As he just said there, Ben, we, we've brushed Doncaster aside, or a poor team. We went toe-to-toe with Rotherham, who play some of the best football in the league. We've beaten Plymouth, who are top of the league and are unbeaten in however long. You can't wait. You know, if we don't lose a game for the rest of this season, what, is he going to keep him into him just because he hasn't seen what that experience is like? So I get that he wants to wait and see all of that stuff. But personally, I think I've seen enough to say yes and... I don't know what else Thomas can be waiting for. And as I say, at some point, that is going to undermine the, the confidence that he has in Jacko. I would I would think, because he'll be saying to him, look, what, what more do I need to do? Um, so, yeah, I do understand the patience, and I think that's good from an owner, and you want that, because it, uh, he needs to make the right decision. But as far as I can see, the, the right decision is standing right in front of him now. The right decision is there. He's proven what he can do. And, you know, if it all goes wrong, well, if you get another more experienced manager in, like we did with Nigel, it could all go wrong. So just give him the job. Like, he's he's earned it. He's shown it. We all want it. And he's proven he can do it so far. So, yeah, for me, there is only one decision to make. And, and as I said earlier, he needs to make it sooner rather than later for me. Mm. Now, the game yesterday itself, Benji, um, yeah, we came, we came flying out of the traps. So I think we, was it eight or nine first half corners? Um, a lot of them coming very early on. Uh, it, took, it took Plymouth about half an hour to get the first real sort of effort on goal. That, that was Ryan Hardy. But we saw a couple of good ones. Uh, Gilby had that header. Dobson had that shot where he dispossessed. Uh, the uh, the Plymouth man and, and strode and then sort of struck it wide and then Elliot Lee hit the post and it, that that was my only disappointment was at half time that we hadn't we hadn't got that goal because I was convinced that Plymouth would come out a bit better in the second half and they did a little bit but we still always felt the more likely so when Ben Perrington finally broke the deadlock it didn't feel like it came against the run of play or anything and I mean it was a fine finish uh, from from uh, a man who's got three three goals in his last four games and is is absolutely flying under the the, the rule of Johnny Jackson. Oh, it was a great finish, wasn't it? it that was a striker's finish. Just a little touch, bring the ball down and smashing it in. Keeper probably should have done better. He shouldn't have let the ball come under his body like that. But, I mean, the, the cross came in and three of their defenders all jumped with Davis and missed the ball. And what a finish. And God, he must be flying high at the moment with confidence levels, Ben Parenton, because... He's scoring goals non-stop for us at the moment and maybe he's copying what his manager used to do for us. Started off a left-back for us and made his way into a left midfield and obviously at the moment he's playing like as a wing-back. So again, brilliant from him. But yeah, that first half, DJ was absolutely on fire. It's the best I've seen him. That right side, him and Sean Clare linked up very well and were causing him all sorts of problems. He kind of looked at the situation at half-time and you're right, I, I was a little bit frustrated that we weren't in the lead going into that uh, 
half-time whistle because we were the most dominant team. Uh, and you kind of looked at them and thought, do we miss Stockley today? We've been putting a load of good balls in there. And as you said, Gilby came close, Elliot Lee came close, but you thought, oh, if Jaden was playing today, he would have taken one of these chances. But in the first half, we made it count. And we'd, our heads were, weren't down. I'm not scoring that half. We went full throttle again. And as you said, when we scored, we fully deserved that victory, mm. uh, that goal, sorry. And uh, we were dominant after that as well. It wasn't like we let our heads down again. And yeah, just really pleased that the levels of performance were consistent throughout. I think yeah. under Nigel, we had little 20-minute spells, but this was a consistently good performance. Yeah, and I mean, that, that second goal, oh, purring about the, uh, the ball from Elliot Lee, Tom. Um, into space and you know I like I like Connor but he don't always back in one-on-one um, he doesn't seem to get the majority of his goals through one-on-one so I was delighted I mean it's a brilliant finish actually he sort of gave the keeper the eyes and fired it across him and, and into the back of the net so you know to, to finish the game off with, with that quality you know we, we we've hammered home the hard work and the intensity and all those things that Jacko's brought to it but that lets you unleash your quality players and Elliot Lee played a quality pass and uh, Connor Washington finished it off with a quality finish as for me, just two players playing with with massive amounts of confidence. Um, and you're right, it comes from all of the hard work that you guys have already spoken about. Uh, you see it time and time again in, in any of the games that we've watched under Jacko. But even that one, you know, it starts in our half with them attacking, but we win the ball back. And like I say, if Elliot Lee is not confident, he's not looking up, he's not picking that pass up, he's probably dribbling forwards. Uh, and then playing a short pass. But he goes, no, do you know what? I'm, I've got confidence. I've got players behind me in case this goes wrong because of the setup of, of Jacko's team. And he just tries to play that ball through. And, and obviously the weight on it is, is absolutely perfect. And you're right, Connor's away and he's got a lot to do still because I know there wasn't necessarily a player between him and the goal, but he's got a lot of ground to cover and then he needs to steady himself. But you're right, he, he takes that moment, just gives the keeper the eyes and a very confident finish. And as you say, a finish that we don't, necessarily associate with him um you know I said it last year he was one of my favorite players last year and I thought he didn't perhaps get enough uh that maybe enough credit um and then a little bit frozen out in terms of how we were playing under Nigel which I thought was harsh but he's just come back in and just gone from strength to strength um and yeah just such a vital part of this team and obviously we were a little bit concerned would Stockley not being there be an issue but absolutely wasn't you know what you're getting from Davison in terms of hard work you know what you're getting from Connor in terms of hard work uh, and with that creativity with uh, with Elliot Lee behind him you, you know there's going to be goals in this team so as well as Jacko the other big thing that I think Thomas needs to take a look at is 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 there any way we can get a permanent deal for Elliot Lee because just such a vital part of that midfield now and we spoke a lot under Adkins about how many different midfields we had over those first 10 or so games some down to injury, but partly down to the fact that Nigel never really knew what side he was picking. But I think that balance that he's got in that midfield three now just works so well behind those front players. And uh, yeah, Elliot Lee, as I say, just a man with lots of confidence at the moment. Right, let's hear from Johnny Jackson, I think. Um, w- when you're listening, obviously, I'm sure most of you would have read uh, Richard's interview with Thomas Sangard on Friday. And uh, there's a question in there where I sort of ask... Uh, I asked Johnny to sort of come back from something because uh, Thomas does mention, and we'll talk about it after we, we hear from Jacko, that um, that, may, that maybe if someone else comes in, that Johnny would, would go back to being the assistant manager. But I mean, when I first read that, I was like, I'm not sure he'd be up for that. So I did ask him, and uh, I don't know, it's one of those where you can read between the lines sort of answers. If you ask me, he said he wants to be a manager, whether that's here or elsewhere. But yeah, listen out for that answer. Uh, this is what Jacko made of yesterday's excellent 2 0 win. Over Plymouth. Oh, right up there with anything I've experienced today. Yeah, I thought I thought the crowd was absolutely outstanding, uh, and I thought my team responded to that and was equally outstanding on the day. So yeah, really, really pleased with how it went. Obviously, you know Plymouth's long unbeaten run. This is a real scout for your side. It is. Yeah, it should it should give them some belief because Plymouth are a very good team. They're top of the league for a reason. Ryan Lowe's got them playing some some really good stuff and uh, unbeaten since opening day, I believe. So. Um, for us to win and win with a clean sheet and 
and play the way that we did against a team like that, I think you know the boys should take a lot of uh, belief from that, that. That you know we can compete with anyone in the league. It's another side that's up at the top of the table that Charlton have competed with, as you mentioned, the likes of Sunderland and Rotherham and now Plymouth as well. So is it starting to show you more of the the, the squad that you've got at your at your hands now? I believe so. I believe so. Yeah, we've got. I keep saying it. We've got quality in that dressing room. It's just it's my job to coax it out of them, uh, set them up right, and the main thing I think is is get that work rate and get the you know get the endeavor out of them and I mean they're doing it and they to to a man how they're how they're pressing how they're running how they're working I just and they're doing it as a team it's not it's not like in individuals they're doing it they're the ones going and their mates backing them up and, and you know that that's the makings of a, a, a good team I feel like you're another step closer now to the to the long-term contract that I think most will think you've deserved after after the performances they've put in over the last few weeks. Uh, yeah, I'm just trying to do my best in the job. Um, I believe in myself. Uh, I believe I'm getting the best out of out of the team. And it's not just about running and pressing and all that. I think we're I think we're playing well with the ball. We're creating hell of a lot of chances every game. Um, probably could have scored more today. I'll take the two 0 but. Um, um, I, I'm really pleased with how it's going, and you know, I'm giving it, I'm giving it my 100%. The lads are giving me 100%, and, and when you got that, it works. Is it hard to have to wait this long when you, your team have been consistently putting in performances now for for over a month? Yeah, it is what it is, isn't it? You know, uh, I'm not going to have too too long to dwell on it because we've got another game Tuesday to prepare for. So um, tonight I'll be thinking about Morecambe, uh, and then on Tuesday night after that I'll be thinking about Shrewsbury. And that's my focus. I just want to. I just want to keep doing my best and keep picking up points. Got to climb the table. Got to climb the table. It's still not where we want to be. You know, we want to. We want to aim high, and uh, we need to win games. Keep winning games. We knew there was a big crowd coming in today, and as, as you said, they certainly played their part. It was like the old times. Unbelievable. Support was was magnificent. You know, you hear that the tickets are sold out, and you just hope that everyone's going to come and that they're going to make the noise that, that they do. And all that, the support was. Was scary, scary good. You know, this is the third tier of English football, and to get the valley full and rocking like that, it, it, the impact that they can have on the team. Well, you've seen it today. You know, it's like a twelfth man. And uh, I said to the boys before the game, like, just just give them something to shout about, and they uh, they'll get behind you. Like I keep saying it, and and they will. And then everyone's working in unison. There seems to be a real sort of harmony at the minute between. Uh, players and supporters, and uh, good things can happen when that when it's like that. Also, just finally, because I know everyone else wants to jump in. Thomas obviously spoke to, to Rich during the week and, and said quite a few things. This one thing I was I was interested in your answer to was um, uh, he said if it went to someone else that you'd go back to being a sister. I mean, can you see that as, as a future path for you? I mean, this this is the chance for you. Would, would you take going back to being a sister after this? Listen, I've you know I've made my ambitions quite clear. Um, about my, you know, I want to, I want to, I want to manage. Um, that's 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 always been my ambition since I since I stopped playing. Obviously, you know, you go through the coaching roles and love my time doing all that. But ultimately, my ambition is to manage, um, and you know, I, I think I'll be a success at it. I think I'll be a success at it. You know, wherever that is, would love that opportunity to be at Charlton because you know I love this football club. Um, and I want to see it back to back to the glory days, and uh, I want to be a part of that. Um, but yeah, my my ambitions are to manage, and uh, I, I'm confident in in myself that I'll be a success wherever that is. In terms of the injury situation for you, that's about the only perhaps negative, isn't it, with Pearcey? What's was it the back of his knee, or what? What was it like? Potentially, yeah, he just sort of. I think he got he went to clear one, got caught, and just opened his knee out. Um, he knew about it at half time, but um, he just said, look, look, let me just see how I go. But um, obviously he was feeling it and he, and he said, look, I'll put my hand out. If it's not right, I'm not going to put the team at risk. Uh, that's Jason Pierce for you. That's, that's the skip and that's what he does. He puts the team first. Put his hand up and said, no, it's not quite right. So I, I don't know exactly what he's done. I don't know what, you know, what, what the fallout of it is going to be. But obviously he's being assessed now. Um, when you can't, yeah. When you come off the pitch on a Saturday for an injury, you know you don't often play again Tuesday. So uh, my immediate thoughts are that he might not be available. I, I, I don't know that, but yeah, <laughs> leaves me short. It seems to be getting sort of one of them a game, really. Adam Matthews 
played the first game under me in that position at the back there. We lost him. See uh, Sam Lavelle, uh, Chris Gunter was away. Now Piercy nearly lost back into a suspension, so it seems to be uh, the cursed position at the minute. But I thought Gunt's come on and done brilliantly. Everyone who's coming on is filling is filling the holes and knows their jobs and is stepping up to the plate. So it's another challenge and it's another opportunity for someone else. Yeah, and Ben Brillington, obviously, he's been <laughs> prolific, hasn't he? People talk about him popping up in the right place at the right time. That's not that's not a fluke though. That's not a fluke. He's got a, he's got a knack of it. He he makes good runs. Um, he's got the energy and he's got the fitness to get in those positions constantly, and he can finish as well. He's missed a couple as well, so he should be on, should be on more goals than what he's on. But I, I told him you can get double figures from that position because if you're willing to get in at that back post, I scored a couple there myself, and you've got to be willing to get in there. Um, that's that's the key. You've got to be willing to gamble, and there'll be times where. You go, you make your run, you don't get it, you make your run, you don't get it. But if you keep doing it and you keep popping up in the right positions, there's goals to be had at that back place. And the ball from Elliot Lee is just sumptuous, isn't it, for Connor to run onto him. What, what, what a pass to find him, and it's a great finish, but the it, It's a great goal. It's a great goal all round, yeah. Counter-attack, Elliot Lee, that's his quality. You know, we know he can do that. He's been doing it consistently for me. But it's not just that, it's the other side of the game that he's doing. I just, I think he's been... He's been a credit. He's been outstanding. The, the work rate that you're getting, you know, he, he's on loan. He's on loan to us, and he, uh, you know, he, he's playing like his, his heart bleeds Charlton. So he, you know, he can't ask anymore. And a wonderful finish from Connor. Pleased that he got his goal. He was. I knew he'd score today. He was so sharp in training yesterday. I said to him, "Save one, will you? Save one, because he scored a few. So he managed to save one and." Uh, Won the game for us at the end. There. It's been a while in international duty, and yet still at the end, he goes through on that left-hand side as well. It's just relentless, isn't it? Yeah. Fitness-wise, he is. He is. I was shouting him to run it in the corner. To be honest, I won't lie. Run it in the corner, run the clock down. But he, you know, he sniffed out another goal. He fancied himself. So that's strikers fear when, especially when they're confident as well. You know, he, uh, he thought it was another opportunity to score. So yeah, and, he, and he nearly did. You can't do much more uh, about patience, go, can you? I mean, <coughs> really good sides at this level, and. It's just got. It just seems the connections there. It doesn't really seem you can do much more apart from carry on winning. I guess. It's going well. It's going well. You know, we picked out 13 points from 15 in the league. We're through the FA Cup. Um, I'm pleased with how it's going. I'm pleased with how the lads have been with me um, because you know they could have gone one or two ways, and they're taking on board everything I'm asking of them. And the way that they're running, you know, they're they're running. Uh, it's going really well. I can't. I can't ask any more of anyone. Do you expect anything to be resolved this weekend? Are you meeting the owner tonight to talk about this? We haven't got any plans to meet tonight. As it as it stands, uh, listen, he's he's here for the game uh, and he's over for a good period of time. I think. Uh, so I'm sure this week we'll have conversations as we as we have been. Uh, but hopefully, we you know we we'll sit down face to face and uh, have a little chat. Ryan Lowe said he felt that your team were wanting you to get the job. Is that what you're feeling? It seems that. Like. Um, I think you, you want your team to represent you, don't you? You want the team that you put out on the football pitch to represent you. And uh, if I'm asking them to do certain things and I'm asking them to give me everything and then they're doing it, I think I think that speaks volumes. So that everything that I've asked of them, they're doing. So f- for me, it, you know, that, that speaks loudly. After your Burton match, um, you said that you and your team felt like a proper team now. After now beating Plymouth 2-0, could you say that's a concrete statement? Oh, yeah, I'd, I'd, it's, it's a great result, isn't it? They're, they're top of the league and I'm beating for for however long. Um, so if you can beat the team that's that's doing that, you know you you know you, well, you can compete with anyone. Uh, they must believe that now. So is it a statement? I don't know. We're, you know, we're still not where we want to be in the league. So, statement or not, we need to continue. But what they should believe now is that they can beat anyone when they're, you know, when they're at it and, and, and they're performing like they did today. Kirk again. To his left is Gunter. Gunter with the cross. It's a search across. Yes! The searching cross from Chris Gunter. Jaisini beats McFadden to the ball against Chelmsley. 
Yeah, and we talk about this week in, week out, about players anticipating coming in from the far side, getting inside the fullback, spotting that cross early, making the run, anticipate, get across your man and meet it well. I mean, it's a very brave header from Jayasimi. Charlton Live. Welcome back to Charlton Live. Uh, just before the break there, we heard from the Addicts caretaker boss, uh, Johnny Jackson, after the 2-0 the, the win uh, over Plymouth. Obviously, he's hammering home how happy he is with, with how well things have gone, Ben. But now, now I mean, now, now, now that yeah, you mentioned it earlier, I mean, every, every pundit... Every every person I speak to and I, who isn't a Charlton fan, so obviously we, you, you watch the, the the Quest highlights with with Colin Murray and and, and the lights and Ali Maxwell, obviously from uh, the, the the not the top twenty pod. You know people who know what they're talking about when it comes to to EFL football. Um, you, you look at the lights of uh, even the BBC Radio London presenters saying they can't they can't understand why it is, and they had the pundits on yesterday, Matt Lockwood and you know former England international Paul Parker can't understand why why Jacko hasn't been given the job. So it's not just me hammering home this point, you know, or, or, or it's not just Charlton fans. There are people out and about in in the real world as well who just can't understand why it hasn't happened. Now, of course, um, I mean, let, let's just before I come to you, Ben, let, let me just pick up the, some of the quotes then from that that interview with uh, with. With Thomas that Richard did on 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 the week, and uh, you know Thomas said this is a more of a business decision rather than a fans' popularity decision. It's not even much about uh, what more that, that Johnny needs to do. He needs to do keep doing a good job and make sure that he and I have a good relationship. Everything is working uh, working well in regards to that. What is obvious in a situation like this is that we're interviewing potential other candidates uh, that could be available at this level if there is. Uh, he says, we want to make sure we have enough time. Don't do anything hasty. And if there is a better candidate for the club in the near and medium term, we'll simply just go back to the setup as it was before uh, with Johnny as assistant manager and Jason Yule uh, as coach. Um, I mean, obviously, Johnny sort of poured a bit of water on that a little bit. Like I said, it wasn't a flat-out denial, but it's not its not the sort of thing you'd expect him to want to do because he's an ambitious man. And I think, especially after what's happened now, I think if he doesn't get this job, no matter who comes in, unless we go out and employ the reincarnation of Alf Ramsey, like there's no one I can understand who could possibly come into a League One club and do a better job than what Johnny's doing right now. Exactly that, mate. There's there's no one out there who you can pinpoint and go, oh, I'll tell you what, I know Jacko's doing a good job, but there's this guy out there and I don't know, I think he's got more experience than Jacko and he can do a good job. There isn't. Obviously, like the best manager in the league so far is Ryan Lowe at, at, at Plymouth. Beat him yesterday. He's doing a great job down there. I know when Boyer uh, left to Birmingham before people had mentioned him for the job, people are mentioning Bill, who's the first team coach at Rangers. But to be fair, I think if this Bill wouldn't have tweeted before about his love for Charlton and blah, 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 people wouldn't have even associated him with the club. Do you, and... do you, do you think it was weird that Thomas came out and named him? I know, I, I know, background, I know he was asked, but I mean, mo- a lot of owners would sort of play that car- those cards close to your chest. And that was, I mean, because there, there were large parts of that interview on Thursday that I don't think, or whenever it came out Friday, I don't think many fans will have too many issues with. Even the bit about him wanting to give a little bit more time before making the decision. I know we're all chomping at the bit, but if that's what Thomas wants to do, then fine. But I think coming out and sort of, you know, the, the talking in the background and specific specific people, especially people who are in other jobs, that do you not think that could have perhaps been kept under wraps? I think that was the problem I had with it. Not not the fact he wants... I mean, obviously I want him to do it as soon as possible because I'm impatient, but that's not the problem that I think a lot of people had with that interview. I think that was just a slight bit of naivety, perhaps, from Thomas, that you shouldn't really be named. I mean, how does Stephen Gerrard feel, or the Aston Villa fans feel now, that their assistant manager has been linked with trying to get out of the club and come to us the same week he actually joined the club? You know, how did Aitor Karanka feel when Thomas went on TalkSport and said, Lee Bayer's going to Birmingham, whilst Aitor Karanka was still the Birmingham boss? He hadn't been sacked at that point. These are just the little things, I think, that could be improved, uh, Ben. Totally, mate. I think you've hit the nail on the head there about what he said on TalkSport because Thomas is new to this game. He's going to make mistakes because he's got no experience in football. This is his first year operating at the club. And, and he will so, get he will get the room to make those errors because he is enthusiastic. He's put money into the club and he's, you know, bought us a decent squad. You know, it's not like he's... It's not like... Because I know there's some people out there will hear that thing if he, oh, he's a bad owner. He's not a bad owner, I don't think. He's just, like I say, still getting his feet under the table. 
yeah, again, you're right. It's it's one of those things, again, at full-time yesterday, ble- everyone's singing Johnny Jackson's Red Army, and he blared out Alex to victory, like the highest volume it could go. Not he pressed the button, but obviously he said, oh, I'll play this after the game. And I was like, no, you'd rather hear the crowd singing for Johnny Jackson and the, the players, because honestly, he couldn't hear too much because it was blared out a lot. But he's inexperienced. He's going to make mistakes. He's going to learn from those mistakes, hopefully, and, and it will take us forward. I look at the Bill rumour. Okay, he was asked about it. He's put on the spot and he's answered that. Probably in hindsight, probably look back and think, uh, I should have should have just kept that close to my chest. But look, if, if an owner didn't have a plan B uh, and was looking at other managers when Nigel Adkins was in a bad run of form at the club then he's not a good owner because you've got to have a plan B in place when, just in case, you don't know what might happen. Of course, Nigel was in a bad run of form, but you, ne- you never know. We might be doing well with Johnny Jackson in in a year to come with Johnny at the helm and there might be clubs higher than him looking for Johnny Jackson as a manager. So you've always got to have a plan B in place. Um, but you can keep that close to your chest and think, all right, I don't want to disrupt the harmony at the club because... This is Johnny Jackson running their helm at the moment. He's not filling in a gap here. He's turning up to Youth Cup games with his son late on a Friday night because he wants to watch the youth team and share support. He really wants that job. So if you're trying to... not, He's not upsetting the apple cart with these comments, but I think they're just inexperienced comments. As you said, he's a good owner. He's pumped money into the women's team and the men's team. But there's just little tweaks he could do mm. just to kind of settle things down a little bit and just let things run its course. Yeah, one of those things he's done, Tom, was obviously uh, bringing in his son Martin now again. He, he didn't say a great deal about it, but he mentioned to, to Richard that he's going to come in and sort of help with the, the have a look at the football side of things. Uh, sounds like he had a, a, tr- a trial at QPR, uh, played at Enfield, you know, like a, a low-down non-league club. Um, but he said he reads the game really well. It was an amazing shot. Uh, didn't end up in uh, professional football, but um, he, he said he's got an understanding, an amazing understanding of uh, modern football, maybe more so than traditional English football. So obviously he, he's going to be around now. I mean, it, it, as far as I can tell, he's got the easiest job in the world, which is just basically look at what's going on and say, yeah, get Jacko in. Don't don't overcomplicate it. Don't feel like you know better than traditional English football is the, is the phrase. When when things are going this well, don't lick, look, look, look at or lick but definitely don't look lick or look a gift horse in the mouse, Tom. Yeah, did you say mouse as well then? Oh, yeah. that was a word. I've written it down today and that was terrible, yeah. <laughs> don't lick any mice on my show. <laughs> I'll try not to. But uh, yeah, it's, um, I guess because Thomas obviously is over in, in America a lot of the time as well, he can be his, his ear to the ground here. So I guess it makes sense. And obviously he's family, so you'd assume he, he trusts him. Uh, as you said there, you just don't want, you don't want anything upsetting the the status quo, uh, and as you say, overcomplicating things. If there's a role for him and there's something that he can do, then by all means bring him in. Um, but yeah, the the key thing, as we just said, is is getting Jacko over the line. And I don't think that needs his son or anybody else. That just needs Thomas to to make that decision. Uh, and when that does happen, then you just want to, you know, we've had. The, the Dryzen years and the you know the other things that Duchatelet has done in the past, you you just don't want to run the risk of something like that where you've got people who think they know better than than others. You know, Steve Gallen, very experienced, proven time and time again the work he can do. Johnny Jackson in the management, uh, you know, even Jason Yule, relatively inexperienced coaches, but showing what they can do. If these other people can help them in the same way as the likes of people like uh, Jed Roddy coming in, then by all means bring them in and, and help. But you just don't want too many, I was going to try and mess this one up, but yeah, too many chefs spoiling the soup. Um, yeah, especially if it's mouse soup. Exactly. So yeah, that's the only thing I can think of. The other thing just to add on, on the Jacko thing is it'd be very interesting if he didn't get the job, how the players would react. Because, you know, we've had players publicly coming out and backing him. You can see the relationship between him and them. Uh, you know, I think we all hope it goes that way. But if it doesn't, very interesting. I know they're professionals and they'll get on with it, but you'd imagine we'd almost be the opposite of a new manager bounce if it was somebody else because they obviously all want him to get the job as well. So, yeah, only one decision for Thomas or, or Martin or whoever to, to make. Hmm, excellent. Right, uh, Daniel Traffin is our first uh, tweety in. It says, get Johnny Jackson signed up, Thomas. Uh, he's proper Charlton, loved by the club, and he loves uh, the uh, the club himself. And he plays the guitar. What more can you want? Craig uh, uh, says, we were the better team yesterday from start to finish as uh, the reporter 
on the show on Thursday mentioned the, the upcoming fixtures. Uh, it could be a whole different scenario for the two teams when we play them again uh, in a month. Alan says the Camden Klopp has us pressing and fighting for everything. What a turnaround uh, and job uh, JJ is doing. John said a superb performance by every Charlton player. They gave JJ uh, everything and also for the fans. 57 Man says a great team performance yesterday uh, with all the players given 100%. But special mention to Akin Fainwo. Uh, he played uh, a bit of a storm. Yeah, Katie Tyler also sort of reiterating that thing about the uh, the, the music uh, being played at full time just when the uh, the, the crowd are, are chanting. Yeah, I mean, I, I've, I'm not against Thomas's song. I think it's all right. But yeah, I, I, I've... At that exact moment, I've, I, I had to sit in and do the music once years ago, obviously before I started covering the games more. But um, I, I remember, I think I did the game against Hull when Johan berg Goodmanson scored a 98th minute winner. And I had, a, I had a song lined up that I thought, oh, this would always work really well at full time if we'd won. And I remember starting playing it, but the crowd were going so loud. I remember actually deciding just to fade it out and let the crowd go and then play it again like three or four minutes later. So maybe that could have worked better because then... Addicts of Victory could then kick in after that and then keep the atmosphere going a little bit a little bit longer. But I understand, yeah, some people want the uh, the sort of more uh, organic experience inside the crowd, inside the stadium at full time when the crowd are giving it everything. Um, but yeah, that, that's uh, that's a, a couple of people that mentioned that. Mark said, uh, "I thought we played like a championship side yesterday. It was a class performance. I was believing mid December uh, for the permanent appointment uh, made sense, but now I'd be happy for uh, happy for Jacko to get it today." Uh, Sangard is here and then he's through to next week as well so maybe at some point uh, this week as uh, Spencer said uh, that was a real Charlton performance in a brilliant atmosphere I think Jacko deserves the job now what more can he do two away games this week uh, both winnable uh, Will says a buzzing atmosphere yesterday outstanding performances again uh, which mirrors the performances over the last few weeks Dobson, Fainwo, Claire, uh, Lee, DJ, Perrant and Gilby Washington all put a shift in uh, yesterday um, Stu says it was a great performance I know I'm biased but we look like a team top of the league and not Plymouth get JJ signed up before someone else tries to poach him and then Jimmy says a best game for a long time that atmosphere reminded me of the Prem days uh, I agree it's frustrating not yet hearing about Jacko being appointed but that's what it is yet surely it's inevitable now surely uh, Thomas Sangard doesn't well maybe Thomas Sangard doesn't want to change anything uh, whilst we're still flying. Matt says, things really look like they've clicked under Jacko. The whole club seems united right now. The atmosphere yesterday uh, was the best it's been for a while. Plymouth didn't particularly impress me, uh, but I think that's a testament to how well we played uh, more than anything else. Uh, yeah, a couple more tweets. Um, Addicted said, I'm concerned by Thomas's uh, comments on demoting JJ back to assistant uh, if he finds someone better suited. We know he won't go back now and others are looking. Besides, who could be better suited now? Uh, than Mr. Charlton, who's already changed everything. Uh, Three-year deal now, please. A playoff spot uh, by Christmas. And Mark says, I've not felt a connection to a team uh, like this one since the 2019 team, and that's down to Jacko. I'd never turn my back on Charlton, uh, but Adkins was making it harder to stay positive every week. Give Johnny what he deserves, a free run at managing the club. Oh, and the fish is back. Come on, you res. Yeah, well, we're going to hear from Sean Clare, actually, in, in a few seconds' time. But um, one little thing, it, it turns out that we aren't the only ones who enjoy the fish. I was saying um, that uh, it was weird to see the fish back. I don't know if everyone knows that, but I heard it when I was playing, and that was something I used to shout when I was a kid in the quadrant, so it was funny to see that back. But if we can pack the valley like that every home game, I think we can really make it into a fortress. There we go, Sean Clare he came to speak to us yesterday. Well, obviously remembers the fish from back in the day, and it hopefully didn't put him off while he was playing, but I don't think it did, because it was a, a very good performance from Sean Clare yesterday. And let's hear it, uh, his thoughts on the game as well. Every win from that end of season is going to be massive. Um, if we want to achieve what we want to achieve but we've got to beat beat the best teams and, and show that we are capable of being up there and I think Plymouth have been flying they've got some really good players they're really well oiled and I felt like today we, we showed that we can beat these these big teams these good teams in the league and, and really kick on um, and it's really set a marker I feel like every game we've set a new marker um, of where we can achieve and we've just got to keep it going The momentum that you've come into this game obviously helps and, and then to go on and beat the league leaders it must give you so much confidence now for the rest of the season considering obviously what's happened at the start of this year as well yeah definitely I think um, we always knew we had the players in the building to, to get out of the situation we were in we just needed it to click um, thankfully it has now and, and I think everyone is seeing the quality that we have on the starting 11 the bench people of top top quality are being left out of the squad and I think that really breeds competition within us um, and you can see it on the pitch everyone's fighting for each other fighting for the badge and, and fighting for their spot um, and I think 
if we if we play like that, our quality will show and, and we'll, we'll keep beating teams. What about for yourself, obviously coming in to play part of that, that back three, are you enjoying, enjoying that role? Yeah, I'm just enjoying being on the pitch. Um, I'm enjoying it. Yeah, it's different. It's, it's, it's new to me. I've never played professionally as a centre-back. I started as a kid as a centre-back, but I never played professionally there. Um, I've dabbled at right-back, left-back here and there. But um, yeah, I'm just happy that I can help the team at the moment. I'm still learning on the job. Um, it's, it's, there's a lot of new things in that position that I've never had to come across, but the boys are helping me, the gaffer's helping me, the coaches are helping me. So um, as long as I'm needed there, I'll go out there and, and give my best and, and hopefully we'll keep keep helping the team get results. What's it been like playing under Jack? I think every single player that's come in so far has said that he's, he's pretty much <laughs> that he should get the job. Are you are you throwing your, your voice behind that as well? Yeah, I mean, obviously that's a decision for for above me, but I think the results speak for themselves. Um, I think he's got us playing. Uh, he's got a good spirit back into the team. Um, he's brought the fans back. I think that's a massive thing. Um, the fans are coming not only to see us and see us do well, but he's he's Mr. Charlton. He's someone that... Um, the fans can relate to and we can relate to his players because it wasn't long ago that he was playing so I think for him he just needs to keep doing what he's doing um, and the rest will take care of itself um, like us players we just need to keep doing what we're doing the rest will take care of itself there we go yeah another player then who has thrown his weight uh, behind uh, Johnny Jackson's uh, application for the job um, and, and a player Ben who we've asked to sort of play out a position over the last few weeks and I'll put that in my piece that the fact that he's slotted in so well to me I mean, it shows, again, that we're being coached a bit better now. Like, you remember that, that game at Lincoln when, when we lost Elliot Lee quite early on and then we tried Lecco and Kirk in the 10 roll and they were both really poor there, despite, you know, in particular Lecco having had a decent season. Um, it just looked like we didn't know what was happening. But we've had a few now where, where we've had to slot players in out of position or ask players to play a slightly unfamiliar role, like Matthews playing in that free and Claire playing in that free and Gunter playing in the middle of the free yesterday at times. Um, but everyone seems to know what's asked of them. Like the, the message is obviously clearer now in the dressing room. Yeah, he's getting the point across to the players. That, look, get your commitment levels right. Give me 100%. It might not be your favoured position. I think I watched Charlton TV afterwards and they spoke to DJ and he said it's a bit of an unfamiliar role for me at right wing back. But I'm giving it my all and I'm just pleased to be playing because obviously he got frozen out by Adkins and now he's playing at that role and I think him and uh, Claire are complementing each other well down that side and yeah look it's quite unusual to have two players in a position like Matthews and Gunter and them to be both unavailable and Sean Claire okay he's had some little cameo roles lately in the centre midfield but he's um, jumped to that position he played in the FA Cup Uh, he was my man of the match last week at Burton in that position and I thought he was brilliant again yesterday. His his energy levels, I think, are, are great because he'll follow that winger back and forth to stop any crosses coming in. But also, attacking-wise, he's helping DJ out. And But everyone's helping each other out. If Claire goes up the pitch, then Dobson's dropping deep, helping out Fanwell and Pierce. But we're doing these performances at the moment without some players. I We're missing some key players at the moment. Again, fingers crossed that... Jason Pierce's injury isn't that bad because he's been brilliant so far since he's come back in the team. But yeah, as you said, there's players playing in unfamiliar roles, but the point is getting across from the manager what their position is, how to play that position, and we're reaping the rewards for that at the moment. Mm, excellent stuff. Right, we've got a few emails that have come in uh, as well. Simon says, uh, went back to the Valley uh, for the, uh, for yesterday for the first game in a while. Great performance from the team who looked solid and organised, impressed with Lee, uh, and especially Dobson, who is relentless. We should have scored more, uh, really needed Stockley on the end of all those first half crosses. We played more on the deck uh, and on the break in the second half, uh, and it worked. I felt the subs all made sense. Uh, and interesting to see how JJ rotates to keep them fresh uh, with a good run of games coming up. Uh, might even see Kirk back in the fold. Uh, good to see uh, uh, back to the valley. Good to get back to the valley and establish uh, that the catering still seems surprised by halftime in the West Lower. Zero chance of, of getting a pint in there. Uh, with 28 games to go, we've got 22 points. We need another 65 from a possible 84 to be in the mix. Uh, it's tight. Uh, but playing like that, we might be closer than we thought before Sunderland. That's uh, from Simon. Uh, cheers, Simon. Um, uh, Matt says, uh, Ben, the, the cat Purrington's going to be on for 20 goals this season. You've heard it here first. Well, I, I agree with you, Matt, but like I say, don't tell Nathan. Uh, McSquared says, uh, the J-team are on the march again. What a superb win that was. Not only that, considering it was against a team uh, currently in pole position who haven't lost since the opening day, it could be argued uh, that was our most pr- uh, impressive result 
since winning the playoff final uh, at Wembley. The win uh, was uh, fully deserved. We outplayed Plymouth for the majority of the match. Uh, it's also fantastic. It was in front of a packed crowd and Thomas was there to witness it. Uh, we're now looking every bit of top two side, let alone top six. I'm convinced uh, we have every chance of making the playoffs. Every player on the pitch today uh, performed impressively. The J team now look capable uh, of beating uh, anyone. There's no doubt whatsoever now that JJ and Jason have done enough to be handed the roles on a permanent uh, basis. Yeah, I- I'd love to think that we're getting closer to that that, that playoff place. Uh, slightly wound up that after this run, we're still nine points off it. I mean, I think well, were we were 12 points off it when Jacko came in, something like that. It just feels like the run we've been on, Tom, it feels like we could be closer. But you'd certainly say we've got every, if we can keep this up, a reasonable chance of doing it. Yeah, I- I'd written them off completely. Uh, when when Adkins left and now I think there is perhaps a chance I don't think it's huge and I think it's going to be a struggle but I do think maybe there is a chance that we'll we could sneak in there now I think if we go back to uh, when we first talked about this and we broke down the points per game that we would need for the rest of the season in order to to make those playoffs it was a it was a higher number of points you know I think we could only afford to lose you know I can't remember how many games but it was very very few um, so it is still a big task and obviously you win four out of five or five out of six or whatever it is and you think you should be higher but there's a reason we were down there at the start we gave ourselves a long long way to come back and so you know it, it is going to be a tough ask even now even with the run we're on uh, because we need to keep this up and, and ultimately you expect it at some point to drop off but but who knows you know we've given ourselves a good shout as that email has said we look like a I would say we look like a top six side now from what I've seen so far um, but the start to the season has, has obviously set us on the back foot. So, um, yeah, I, I'm starting to believe again, and it, it's making the season a little bit more exciting. But, uh, yeah, we certainly need a few more wins. And if we get to, you know, top 10 and, and sniffing around and a few points off, then the, the second half of the season is going to be a lot of fun. Mm, right, Phil says, uh, hi, guys, one of the most enjoyable games I've been to in recent years. Great noise uh, made by both sets of fans. Uh, I've been one of the no rush to make Jackson manager uh, group. However, after that, if Sangard doesn't make him manager and another guy comes in and fails, then he will be in big trouble. Come on, Thomas, there's no reason uh, to delay now. That's from Phil. Cheers, Phil. Reg says that uh, for the fourth time of asking, uh, Johnny Jackson, our manager, that's it. That's the tweet. And in case uh, something is being lost in translation, here it is in Danish. Johnny Jackson, Voris Leder, Det er Det. There we go. Who knew I could speak down? That could, that could be anything anyway. <laughs> there we go. Right, Mick says, it has to be Jacko. Of course, it's easy to shout, just give it to Jacko. Uh, the results and performances have turned around dramatically uh, and the mood around the club is positive. Uh, again, alongside most, if not all, Charlton supporters, I'd love to him to get the permanent position. There is, however, a deeper reason why giving the permanent role to Jacko uh, would be a huge move for the club. And I think it's one that Thomas will be thinking long and hard about. If you look at our club's origin story, and trace our history as a football club. A single theme starts out, uh, stands out. It's been a battle. Our badge is a sword for a reason. Every success has been against tremendous odds. Uh, every success has been based on an underdog mentality. When I think of the team that won promotion to the top flight in the 80s with no ground of our own, I just see battlers, the team that Curbs uh, built uh, were always built around battling players and they were the fans' uh, favourites. Chris Powell and Lee Bowyer always told that story. We've had managers and owners who've tried to change that story. Among the managers, I think of uh, Dowie Pardew and latterly Atkins. It's never brought us success or a sense of togetherness. Johnny Jackson has our story running through his veins. We hear it every time we speaks uh, and we see it every with every team he sends out. This is why he must be our next permanent manager, but also perhaps why Sangard is hesitant about p- appointing him. Uh, we'll find out in the next few weeks whether Sangard really sees himself as a custodian of our club and our story or if he wants to make it his story. I hope for all his sakes that he makes the right choice. Excellent email. That's from Mick. Cheers. Mick Lee says, uh, Louis, uh, like me, you are 100% Jackson in. I can't understand Sangard's thinking with this one, but if Jackson is not given the full-time role, uh, he will be gone. He's proven himself to other clubs and he's more than capable of turning a club around. All this rubbish about inexperience. Well, look at where the experienced uh, Adkins uh, left us. Yeah, certainly uh, <laughs> not, not, not a good measure, really. Um, uh, Phil says, uh, what a game yesterday. Brilliant team performance. Discipline throughout 
uh, passion and pride was immense. However, uh, it may be at a cost with uh, Tuesday coming and Pierce uh, presumably sidelined uh, and a few exhausted personnel. Uh, clearly, the team, the management and the backroom staff are all 100% JJ. Hopefully, Thomas will now realise that there's only one candidate that will get that type of response from the lads. If he listens to others that advised him to talk to, uh, to appoint Nigel Atkins and Jed Roddy and another appointment is made, uh, JJ will undoubtedly be packing his bags. Uh, he is ready and able to take us all the way uh, to achieve Thomas's dreams. But without him, we will slip again. Duncan says, fantastic day yesterday. Backed up by a brilliant performance. He's up there with a Doncaster semi-final. Sad indictment uh, of the stewardship of the club over the 15 years or so. That the atmosphere used to be like that every home game. I'm not sure... Uh, there have been many games in the history of football where the supporters of the team in 17th playing the league leaders have been singing about going up. Uh, the amazing thing is that there's genuine belief uh, that this is the case. That is the measure of what Jacko and Jason are doing. Thank you, Jacko, for watching our team, uh, for making watching our team exciting and enjoyable again. I can understand that Thomas is reluctant to give JJ the job. Look what happened to Nigel Atkins and Solskjaer uh, going pear-shaped after initial good ones. Uh, but he must give JJ the job, even if it is only until uh, the end of the, the season. Right, hello to Jonathan West. And we've got to say this. So uh, the women's team, brilliant result uh, at home to the London City Lionesses today. A 2-0 win. Uh, they bounced back from last week's uh, loss at Palace with a, a win in the Cup and a win uh, in the league. Two excellent results, especially against the London City Lionesses, uh, who are high, flying high this season, similar to Plymouth, really. Uh, so we've got got those uh, those three points. And also at half-time, they've started doing the a crossbar challenge uh, down at the Oakwood in the in the women's games, and Jonathan West from the Upbeats was uh, was up there, and he hit the bar, so he's got 150 quid. So well done, Jonathan! It was an excellent shot right onto the crossbar. Uh, everyone's delighted for you, and uh, we well, deserved it with that that sort of quality on the ball, the sort of quality uh, that we were dreaming of earlier on in this season. Right, Alex says, uh, Alex Varney says, wow, what a game that was yesterday. Uh, before the game, I thought we should wait a little longer to give Jacko a contract, as I'd like to see how he reacted to a loss. Uh, but there's a real possibility we will never lose a game under him. Uh, get him signed up. He deserves it uh, from the form of the past five games and the turnaround in atmosphere at the club. The players uh, would clearly walk through walls for him, and that's all we can really ask for. Uh, can't be doing with these Harris rumours. Keep up the good work, mate. Yeah, I, I know that Neil Harris was there yesterday. I'd be shocked if that was anything other than an out-of-work manager just going and watch a game of football. If, I mean, there's no way he'd come to us, surely. Surely no one would make that decision. I think I'd assume that's being blown out of all proportion because that would be absolute madness. So I, 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 I'm not personally too uh, too concerned about that. Right, final email. Uh, Graham says, uh, after having made one poor managerial selection, Mr. Sangar probably doesn't wish to make another. Uh, he may well be aware of player power behind the scenes. As clearly, this squad has proved it really can perform and it would not do well uh, under Adkins. But he has to be wary of fan power also. However, I cannot imagine what the reaction of the fan base would be if JJ and Jason Yule are not rewarded with the positions they so far deserve. Exactly that. Right, uh, we'll have a very brief look ahead to the game at Morecambe on, on Tuesday, Tom, because I think we've gone overtime already. Um, big game. I don't know if you saw their winning goal uh, yesterday. Cole Stockton from the halfway line in a local derby in the 94th minute away at at Fleetwood, one of the best goals I've ever seen and one of the best sets of limbs I've ever seen in an, in a, in an away end as well. Uh, so basically, we just got to make sure that we don't let Craig McGovery go off his line at any point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that should be simple enough, shouldn't it? Um, I think, yeah, look, they're going to obviously be confident after a, a win like that, like you say, especially against their rivals. But, you know, they're down towards the bottom of the table um, and we've just got to, like Jacko said in the change room after, just keep doing what we're doing. Um, and... If we do that, they've proven over the last four or five weeks that that they will they're better than most teams. You know, like I say, the teams that we've played against, if we were under Atkins, I, I don't think we'd have won probably any of them. Um, so yeah, Morecambe is on paper one of the easier games that Jacko has had so far, but that doesn't mean that we can drop off for a moment. You know, as Benji was saying earlier, this whole team is built on working hard, um, and so they need to to continue that and. Might have to rotate a couple because I imagine they might need a few fresh legs. But um, yeah, we we just go again and, and hopefully get another good result. Mm, yeah, I mean, uh, obviously we know we'll be out without a few of the of the key men. Uh, I mean, Pierce is certainly going to be a doubt now, isn't he? Um, 
Stockley still suspended Ben. I think I, I think we did okay without them yesterday. Not not that I would like to be without them because I thought Pierce has been brilliant over the last few weeks. And obviously, as we've already said, Stockley probably would have had a couple of goals inside the, that first twenty minutes with some of those crosses going in from DJ. But you know, this, this is a chance to go and try and again keep working on this momentum and those players who are taking their chance. Davison, perhaps we we'll see a little bit more from him tomorrow uh, on Tuesday, for example. Um, for, for them, for them to go and stake a claim, and that's what it's all about. All these players coming in and and trying to prove to Jacko that they should be the ones in the squad and, and taking advantage of an injury like Pearcey did when he came in and played very well. Yeah, I thought Gunter played well when he came on yesterday. Uh, of course, Plymouth were really trying to have a go at us as we were leading one 0 when he came on, uh, but I thought he played really well and uh, stood in well. And it, look. Again, as we said earlier about Sean Clare, it's not his natural position playing a centre-back, but obviously slotted in there a few times last season. Some games he played well there, some games were a bit poor, but that was when he had, I think, him and Darren Prattley were at the back together. So, look, there, there is a competition for places. Of course, there are a few injuries, but it seems at the moment when these players come in, even if they're out of position, that they're given a great performance of himself, no matter what position they're in. So, yeah, look, Josh Davison knows that Stockley will be back in two more games. He knows that he's got a short period of time now to prove himself. So a little bit of work on the training ground, trying to get on the end of these crosses and get a bit of link up with DJ and Elliot Lee. And I'm sure he'll be chomping a bit to try and get on the end and, and get a goal for himself because he'll want to stake a claim for himself in this team. So, yeah, looking forward to Morecambe. We're on a bounce, we're on a high. And, uh, yeah, let's go get those three points. Excellent stuff. Right, we've come to the end of this week's Charlton Live. Thanks to all of you who've tuned in as we look back at a very memorable day at the Valley uh, yesterday. Right, uh, thanks to everyone who's tuned in then. Uh, thank you to those of you who sent your messages in. Thanks as well to Ben and Tom for joining me on this week's show. Cheers, lads. Cheers, mate. Good to speak to you both. I'm Louis Mendes. Thanks for listening. We'll be back on Thursday. Charlie.